Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us today on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Uh, today's guest is a drummer, composer, and producer who's been making music for, for quite a while now. He's worked across several different genres with lots of different artists in addition to doing his own music. And the latest uh, uh, release from him was 2021 EP titled Up From Here. Uh, I first got a chance to see him on stage with Lindsey Webster back in 2019 and was impressed to say the least. We're happy that he's going to be sharing the stage with Marcus Adams, Vandell Andrew, and Merlon Devine at the upcoming Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in August. Please welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz backstage, Mr. James P.J. Spragans. P.J., welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, we're really excited that you could make it today. I appreciate you taking time. So so what? tell us, what does, what does the P.J. stand for? All right. P.J. stands for Pride and Joy because All I right. was the firstborn. All right. So it's Papa's Pride and Joy. I'm the uh, oldest of three young men. So... So let me tell you. So okay. So you okay? You you. I know the answer. I think now. You said oldest of three young men. So I gotta yes. imagine. I got. I have two brothers myself. Uh-huh. And I gotta imagine that you got a little. You got a real ribbon about the PJ part sometimes from your brothers, huh? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's how yes, brothers sir. do things. Of brothers, course. Of brothers course. don't it's love all you. In love, though. It, it, I was just gonna say, brothers don't love you if they give you a hard time about something. Sometimes. <laughs> That's how that works. Exactly. So, so talk to us, man, about your musical journey and how it got started. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now and doing it at a high level. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I'm as far as being a professional, I think I'm about close to 30 years in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm from the South, although I was born in Clovis, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force. I grew up in Bessemer, Alabama, which is just outside of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just like most musicians in the South, a lot of us get our start playing in church. Yeah. But I actually got started playing at home first. Okay. Um, so I was born in 95 and I started playing around eight years old. So that was basically 83, 84. So just listening at the radio, because, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. It was just uh, radio with the dial on it. You had to tune into what station you want to listen to. So when I got my first drum set at the age of eight, I just wanted to play along with some some other music. So I would listen at the radio and just play along to whatever came on the radio. Yeah. And I did that day in and day out. And that's that's basically how I got started. Okay. Did you. Oh, so so I take it then you kind of always knew you wanted to be a musician. How I knew it, I guess from a from a toddler, I would just be mesmerized by sound Mm -hmm. and um one of my earliest musical memories was sitting Indian style in front of a uh, phonograph player, record player. Wow. And uh, sitting Indian style with some headphones on and listening at Clark Sisters 45, uh, You Brought the Sunshine. Oh, yeah. I would just watch it go round and round and just listen to the sound and listen to the beat. And I was like, I would just, you know, replay that over and over. Wow. I know I wore it out. Yeah. But, um, that's my earliest memory, and you know, it just started from there, just being mesmerized by musical sounds. And uh, uh-huh. when I knew I wanted to play the drums, uh, my mom she 
took me and my brothers to a, um, we were visiting a church. Okay. And as soon as I walked in the church, I saw and heard drums. I heard this rhythm coming from the front. And uh, it was it was a guy playing a blue drum set. I'll never forget it. And as soon as I walked in and saw that and heard what was coming out of those drums, and I was like, oh, my God, that's what I want to do. I, I don't even remember how old I was. I just remember yeah. that. And I, I was like, ah, I want that's, I, cool. that's what I'm interested in. That is cool. So that it, it started cool. from there, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I listen to your music, and I was I was listening the other day and I was just like I was just listening to a bunch of your songs mm-hmm. and I noticed this complexity to your music. Like there's so many to me, it feels like there's so many layers to your music. Is that. Oh, wow. And is that a, is that by design or is that because like some songs are and don't get me wrong. Like I think some of the best songs in the world are some simple songs. Right. But yeah. I didn't get that with your music at all. I, I kept. I kept hearing changes and progressions, and I just felt like, wow, this brother's music is is, is deep. It's complex. Hey, I, I appreciate that. You know, I try to put it out, each song, as it's given to me. And mm-hmm. I truly believe, I believe my gift comes from God. And yeah. I try my best to relay what is given to me to people that are listening. And I mm-hmm. try to remain remain true to that initial idea. And only expound on it when it feels right. Okay. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't try to overplay anything or. Yeah. You know, do a a really crazy drum solo that the average person won't understand, or yeah. crazy melody that the average average person won't understand. I try to keep it simple, but yet, as you say, layered, so if people can hear what's going on in there and understand it. Yeah. 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 And that's that's awesome because I I definitely hear that a lot in your music. It makes it really enjoyable to listen to your music, man. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate so, it. So you've worked with, I mean, obviously you've done your own thing for for a while, and you've worked with lots of different artists. What's the difference for you between doing your own thing and working with other artists? Like, is there like is there one side that you enjoy more? Are there different challenges? Like, how does that work for you? I enjoy both sides of it. Um, mm-hmm. Being that I'm a drummer first, I'm what. Uh, musicians would call a side man. So I get yeah. called to play with other artists quite a bit mm-hmm. because of my instrument. And how I started making my own music, aside from church stuff, I would just, you know, experiment with uh, playing the piano at my at my grandmother's house and just playing whatever I heard and eventually uh, graduating to trying to make up my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to, I guess, college. I was still I was playing with different people around town and playing with college bands and stuff. Okay. And I was still working on my own stuff because I just, you know, I, I stayed with that. Mm-hmm. And um I started um, you know, of course every musician wants to play with a major artist. Right. Every musician's, you know, they have that dream, oh, I want to play with Michael Jackson one yeah. day or I want to play with Stevie Wonder one day. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I I think it's smart for me to still work on my own music yeah. and try to cultivate that and see what happens mm-hmm. while I pursue the dream of hopefully playing with a major artist one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's been a journey like that. And as far as the difference of um, playing with an artist or playing my stuff, I understand playing with another artist, how they want their music. 
Yeah. I, I study what they want, what they need from me as their drummer. Yeah. And I try to provide that. And it's different from what I would like on my own music. So yeah. it's, you know, seeing those differences, it helps me create a balance. Yeah. And to me, I like both of them. I love playing with other people and I like making my own music. And mm -hmm. I think in today's technologically advanced world, it's cool to do both of those. Yeah. It's no really, it, it's smart to do both of those, actually. Yeah. That makes sense that, that it is smart to do both of those. And I, I love your point about, you know, wanting to know the music, right? When you're working with somebody mm -hmm. else, because I think that's such a critical that's thing. That's very important. You know, I've been, yes. at sh I've been at shows and you could tell that, yeah, I think that sax player just met this artist today, <laughs> you know, because, you know, the artist is trying to do their thing, but they're looking at the sax player trying to give them direction, you know, and, and it takes exactly. away a little something from the show, you know? And, yes, you're very right. You know, and I love it that artists, like I know you're at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, you're going to be playing with, my, my my homie Marcus Adams and yes sir and I'm looking we're looking really looking forward to that because I know Marcus is that kind of guy too like Marcus he wants to know the music right he wants to he wants to make sure that when he's up there he's at his best you know and yes. that's one of the things that I love about like you can tell artists who have success is that mm -hmm. they they care so much about their craft and they care so yes. much about what they deliver when they're on stage or when they're doing a recording. And that matters to us, too, as fans. You can tell it comes through. Yes, I think it's very important. And I tell a lot of the uh, young up and coming musicians, uh, don't get so caught up in just the simple point of being on stage. Yeah. You know, with, when you're playing with people, learn the music. That's I mean, they call you to accompany them. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the music. It's not about one person in particular. If it was about one person in particular, it would just be a solo instrument up there. Yeah. But when you're playing in a band, it's it's a team effort. Yeah. And you have to do your part to make the whole band sound good, to give, you know, to make the music sound good. Yeah. It's all about the music and how it comes across to the people. Absolutely. And that's what you want to focus on, not, not how many licks you can play or, you know, how you can jump up in the air and do splits and all that stuff mm -hmm. just focus on the music <laughs> absolutely absolutely so you you've worked with a lot of different people and you've shared the stage with a lot of different people do you ever get starstruck anymore let's see the last time i got starstruck but still i had to concentrate on the music was uh, i had the opportunity to play with stevie wonder oh cool. uh, i think it was 2010 i believe uh -huh. um it was in an orchestra setting Okay. Um, I was called to play drums for an orchestra in Atlanta, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, and it was for a um, wow. uh, really well-known dignitary, his uh, birthday party. Okay. And Stevie Wonder's band was there as well, and his band played with him. But we did the what is called the National Black Anthem. Oh yeah. Uh, lift every voice and sing. Yes, sir. And Stevie sung it, and I got a chance to play that with him. Wow. And and what's crazy about it, I, I kind of spoke that into existence about two years prior to that. Uh -huh. I think I posted on my, my IG that, you know, one day I'm going to play with Stevie Wonder. And little did I know that would actually happen two that's years cool. later. That, what yeah, a blessing. But uh, that's, he's like one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. I'm right there with you on that one. I have told so many people that I think that um, Stevie Wonder as not just a musician but a lyricist you know like yes 
the, I mean, like, there's so many great songs out there, but the song, the words in the song "ass" to me are just some of the most brilliant words I think that have ever mm-hmm. been put on a piece of paper. And I totally agree. Just love, love, love me some Stevie. But I gotta yeah. say too, I love this next song. This song of yours, we're gonna get into too. Let's take a listen oh, to cool. Nocturnal Drive.
All right, everybody, that was today's guest, PJ Spragans, with his tune, Nocturnal Drive. PJ, talk to us about that song. That song did really, really well for you. How'd that song come into being, man? Oh, man, uh, that song is very special to me. Um, let's see, I put my first album out in 2006 titled The Light of Day. It was a self-produced project that I had worked on for like two, three years prior. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, I want to say that was the second song that I had come up with for that project okay and um it was i think i hadn't made it i started creating it at nighttime while i was in my apartment at college okay and i was just i was bored i was like okay i'm just come up with something because i had just bought a new piece of equipment it was a cord triton keyboard okay and it was a keyboard that and i still have that keyboard it's the center centerpiece of my studio to this day huh. so it does everything you can you know has multi-track a multi-track sequencer so i was like okay i'm gonna learn all about this thing and while i was learning about it i came up with that particular song okay and i knew it was special when i completed it because i got goosebumps when i did it but yeah of course as an artist you know that happens when you hear it but you wonder about what other people will say yeah when they hear it. yeah and thankfully that song has gone over well over the years I checked uh, about a month ago. It had gotten uh, over 3 million views on YouTube. Wow. That particular song. No kidding. And um, yeah, if I were to have a hit, that would be my hit. Not yeah. Drive. Yeah. 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 It's a great, it's a great piece of work, man. It's a great piece Thank of work. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I tell you, 3, mil three million hits. That's huge, man. Yeah. So that's only on, um, only on YouTube and yeah. you know, on Spotify has its separate set of numbers and, Pandora, but that is the song that people like the most of all of my music. Mm -hmm, and I'm mm -hmm. very, very thankful for it. Yeah, yeah, as you should be. You know, inspiration is another thing, a river that I think runs through a lot of your music too, right? And yes, I, I, I got to believe that some of that comes from growing up playing in the church. Then you tell the story about sitting and listening to the Clark sisters, you know, as a as a, oh, as, yeah. as, a, as a youngster, <laughs> how how do you how do you manage to keep that as a river that runs through your music? And the music industry is a hard industry and it's got, mm -hmm. you know, and I've, I've talked to some other artists who who, like you, um, are, are guided by their faith in, in their music in a lot of ways. And sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle. How do you how do you manage that? You know, I just manage it one day at a time. I wake up. The first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to see another day. Mm -hmm. So I think being grateful that I've been able to, first of all, be alive for 46 years thus far. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, through my years, how yeah. God has kept me, you know, alive yeah. and made it through certain situations, you know, traveling all over the world. Yeah. Just just, you know, it's just simple as being thankful, being grateful. And just trying to relay that through my music, uh -huh. not so much purveying a tone of anger, whatever situation you may go through that you're angered about. And I, I'm not knocking musicians that do that, but I just I like to remain positive yeah. because other people are listening and other people might need help in whatever they're going through in their lives. And yeah. I think if they listen to some music that I've made that may help them along the way. So that makes me feel good. That, you know, that's a great attitude, a great point, because I tell you, when you look at what's going on in our world today, man, we need all the positivity we can get, you know? And I'll tell you, yes, sir. At every corner and to be able to listen to something that's uplifting and inspiring 
you know, I, I'm a big believer that, and I've experienced it myself. Music has the, the ability to to heal and uplift people, unlike a lot of other things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. Great. It's great that you take that approach to your music, man. Are there parts of the process of making music that you enjoy more than other parts? Are there parts that you're just like, I know I got to do this, but I didn't say my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Of course, coming up with the music when I when an idea is really hot in my head. Yeah. And I actually get it out as far as just recording the basic idea and it starts to grow. Uh, like I'll just stay, I'll basically lose track of time and stay in okay. my studio for hours and hours on end until I feel I've completed, you know, the process. Uh-huh. And then from that point, I'll listen to it over and over. It's just, you know, once I get into that groove, I'm like, okay, all right, it's something, something yeah. is coming here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that part. And, um, like when I finish a project, being that I'm independent, I have to do everything myself. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to promoting and you know hiring a promoter, make sure make sure all the songs are registered properly on different online entities. And I used to didn't like that, but I enjoy it now because it basically makes sure that everything is done the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, it's a tedious process, but you know it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, you know you raised that's a really good point you raised about. I think the music business has changed so much in the last 20, 30 years, you know? And I was just, you know, I was talking to another artist who's an independent artist as well, who was talking, like, I don't think people understand all that you guys do. Like, you're not just practicing and create writing. You're doing your booking and you're, you know, doing accounting and you're talking about Mm -hmm. doing all that administrative stuff. Like, you can't today be a successful artist without really having skill sets far beyond your musical skills. That is true. I have a um, degree from Alabama State University in broadcast Mm -hmm. communications, radio, TV. And uh, although I don't have a job specifically in that area, like working at a TV station, although I did used to on a radio station, I, I see myself time and time again using those skills Yeah, when I'm, when it's time for me to uh, promote my project. I can imagine. Getting in touch with radio stations, uh, making sure everything sounds good when it's, you know, when I write it out, making sure my sentences sentences are complete and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. I have to use those skills when I promote my music. So it it definitely helps. Yeah, I'm sure it does. No doubt about it. Well, let's take another listen to one of your songs. How about Grace and Mercy? Thank you. 
All right, everybody. That was Grace and Mercy by PJ Spragan. So, PJ, we have this segment that we do on the show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if, if we can get you to play here, what we do is, is we ask you a couple, we get you a category, then we ask you a couple questions. You tell us if you're about it, meaning that you like it, or if you doubt it, meaning there's something that's not feeling. Can we get you to play? Sure. All Let's right. I started yeah, this body body. If you bought it, get them up. I mean you body body. That I mean you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. I doubt it. So what we're gonna do first is we're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel to get you a category. All right. All right, PJ. Your category today is summer fun. So doubt it or doubt it. Amusement parks. Bout it. Bout it. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Do you now? Do you I like roller coasters? Do you? Okay. 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 <laughs> yes, sir. All right. The, the, the scarier, the better, or uh, I tend to shy away from the wooden roller coasters because uh-huh. those things. Uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, shaking and baking going on on those. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. Uh The other ones I'm cool with. What's What's the most uh, What's the most uh, What's the scariest one you've ever been on? I think the Georgia Cyclone. Okay. At Six Flags over uh, Georgia. Okay. I think that's the, yeah, that's a monster right there. Okay. Okay. But it's okay. been years since I've ridden a roller coaster, but, but yeah, okay. Georgia Cyclone, that has to be the. All right. The so the amusement parks are about it for you. All right. Well, actually, yeah. how about one more? Backyard cookouts, about it or doubt it? About it, of about course. It. Okay. All yes. right. All right. What's, what's Make going on? Uh, barbecue hamburger. I'm good to go. Okay, okay, okay. Now, are you are you are you man in the grill at the backyard cookout? Or are you just hanging out? You know, uh, waiting waiting for that stuff to get done on the grill. Uh, both. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. wife, she uh, she seasons the meat, and I'll um, I'll watch it as much as I can. I don't consider myself to be the grill master, uh-huh. but um, I can tell if it's done or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm a big bowder on that one too. My wife says that barbecue is her love language. So, I've I've had to, uh, I've had to learn how to up my skills on the grill over the years, man. (laughs) There's nothing like having being able to go kick back in. Me personally, nothing like being able to kick back in my backyard with friends and family and and do one of those in the summertime. Now, see, I'm up in Wisconsin, so we're cold here half the year. And, oh wow! Yeah, see, like we—I mean, it's—it's it's like uh, we're just now starting to get decent weather, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are, you guys—you guys have decent weather most of the year, so you guys can get in a few more backyard cookouts than we can. Oh yeah, and we love it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So you've accomplished a lot, but you got a lot of runway ahead in your career. What are some of the goals you have for for your career? What are some of the things you want to accomplish? I'd like to. Uh, score a movie. Okay, cool. Um, I'd like to get my songs, some of my songs, you know, placed in in uh, major TV ads or uh-huh. uh, TV shows or Netflix shows. That would be really cool. Yeah. Continue to write and produce not only for myself but other artists. Okay. So I definitely want to do that. Yeah. Are there artists on that list that you're like, hey, I really want to work with this artist or that artist or that artist? Uh, let's see. Uh, in the jazz area, I'd like to do something with Kirk Whalum. Yeah. Um, 
And I also, um, I, I really, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of artists that I'd like to do something with. Actually, uh, Lindsay Webster and I talked about me, her and I doing a song together where she'll cool. write the words and I do the music. So that's in the works. And I've had this, um, had this thing about on the hip hop side of things. Yeah. Maybe, uh, in the future, a really big hip hop artist might sample some of my stuff. Some oh, type yeah. Of yeah, oh, no, that would be cool. I would be all for it. That would be cool. I, had to, you know, we got Bob. <laughs> Bob James is playing is is playing the same night you guys play at the Fresh Coast oh, wow. Jazz Festival, and he's, yeah. uh, you know, obviously as you know, he's like one of the most sampled. Um, he's been sampled by more hip hop artists than most anybody else in the jazz genre. Right? Yes, sir. Uh, and yes, the sir. song, particularly the song Nautilus, right? Um, yes. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, he did a, he did a show not too long ago in New York with Talib Kweli. And I was just like, man, I wish I could have been in New York to see that show. Wow. I bet that was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's cool though, because the jazz and the hip hop, I think so many people, it's so funny because I tell my, my, my daughter and, and, and some of my younger, younger people in the family that, you know, see when they listen to hip hop, there's a lot of influence by jazz and in, in a lot of those songs. Yes. Whole lot of influence yes, by jazz that. artists. Yeah. So yeah, one of my favorite uh hip hop artists, um, uh, a tribe called Quest. Oh yeah. Uh, they sample a lot of jazz and that's yeah. that's really how I learned about a lot of different jazz songs by listening at what they had sampled and then as I got older, going back and doing the the back research on where did uh -huh. they get this from. Yeah. And I would listen to that original song. So it'll be, it's, it's really cool to listen at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're not making music, what, what do you enjoy doing? What are some of the things that you like to do? I love to drive. I love to fly my drone. I'm okay. really big into drones. Yes. Ah, okay. 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 That's cool. <laughs> yes, sir. How did you get uh, into that? Other things, but, uh, I guess as a teenager, as an early teenager, um, I would say preteen. I was always interested in uh, radio control vehicles or okay. cars. But although I did have a radio controlled car, I never got a helicopter uh, because they were really expensive back then. Uh -huh. And my parents, they were like, nah, you, you get a car. That's it. Uh -huh. you, had uh -huh. to, you had to buy your own <laughs> helicopter later. But um, about, about, three, about three years ago, I bought me a drone and... I mean, I just love being able to control something in the air and you yeah. can take pictures and video and make, you know, make some really cool stuff. So I that's, really that's like doing cool. that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's something about flying something. I just recently mm -hmm. bought myself a, um, a computer, not a full flight simulator, but a computer program oh, nice. with a flight simulator on it. Right. And I got to tell you, cool. man, I, when I have free time, I could lose myself for hours doing that flight simulator, man. Just learning yeah. and, and practicing. It's a lot of fun. Yes, yes. The whole idea of flying to me is just mesmerizing. Uh -huh. So anytime I get on a plane, I like to sit on the window seat so I okay. can see out the window. And yeah. um, that's that's something I'm interested in, too, uh, possibly learning how to fly a real plane someday. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. That yeah. would be fun. That would be a lot of fun, man. Well, let's take another listen to another one of your songs. How about we check out Downtime? Yes, sir. Downtime. 
everybody, that was Downtime by our guest, PJ Spragan. So, PJ, do you remember the first concert you went to see? First concert was, uh, I was really, really young. Uh, my mom, do you remember the group Fox and Heel? I don't know. They, it's, it was a gospel group way back in the day. They were okay. really hot back then, back in the, yeah. I would say the early 80s. But uh, I vaguely remember that. But the actual first concert I, I went to see and I paid my own money to see was um, the Winans. Oh, uh, yeah. The Winans family. Yeah. It was BB and CC and all the brothers and sisters. So, yeah. Um, that was a really cool, really cool event. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was 90, what, 93, I believe? 1993. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, that you know that's one of my their, their album decisions. The Winans album decisions is has, yeah. That's an old that's an old record, but man, that is still one of my go tos. One of my one of my favorite songs of all times is a song on there called Millions. So it says Millions didn't yes, make sir, it, but I was one, one of the ones who did. You know, <laughs> that's I one love, of my favorites too. Love, 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 love that too. So that had to be a great show to be at. Oh yeah, it was great, man. Uh, just seeing. The music that I grew up listening to played live along with, you know, the lights and the production and all that stuff. It was just it was it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you go, do you go to get a chance to go to many shows now and as a, now that you're you're in the field and this is your job, you know? Uh, I try to. Um, OK. The last show I went to see. Um, uh, are you familiar with Nate Smith? I'm not Jazz familiar drummer. with Nick Smith. Uh-uh. Oh man. He uh oh my God. He is like the man on okay. drums, uh jazz drums. But he has his own project. I think he has two projects out now. But I traveled to uh I drove to Tennessee to Nashville to see him uh, a couple of months ago. Okay. Great show. Um you know, I just try to stay in the know and yeah, watch people that are in my field and watch them do it be a spectator and learn that way. Um, let's see. Other than that, I've seen uh, Stevie Wonder. I've seen his show. Yeah. That was great with yeah. the orchestra and two drummers and all that stuff. Uh, saw them in Atlanta. I, yeah. So I, I like to attend concerts because it, it keeps me fresh as yeah. a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, can you go and just enjoy them or do you, are you analyzing while you're there? Or do you do a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I try, I try not to do analyzing as much, but you know, it's, it's kind of in me to analyze. Yeah. And not really analyze, but to, I guess, learn to uh -huh. see if it's something that I can do better and add to my own playing, you know, whenever I do a show that I guess a little analyzation is going to be in there, but, uh, you got to remember to enjoy it too. Yes. Yeah. To enjoy absolutely. the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So you you're a man that has has accomplished a lot that's traveled all over the world. What advice, given what you've learned, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? Uh, first of all, start saving money. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> start saving money. That's great <laughs> That'll be advice. The first thing, um, and also uh, listen to different types of music yeah. early. You know, just yeah. start so you can get exposed to that and travel mm -hmm. travel because you learn so much when you travel especially traveling abroad i've uh, been blessed to perform in paris france hungary wow st lucia 
uh, Beijing, China, as of uh, early 2019, I had a chance to perform there. Okay. That was an amazing experience. But uh, just, you know, being a student of the world, yeah, uh, learning different cultures and immersing yourself as much as you can in different cultures and learn about people. And it's not just about the United States, although we are in a great country, mm-hmm. it's way more to the world than just the United States. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. So of all the places you've been able to, to travel, are there places that like are like your your like the places that you're like, these are my top two or three of those? Paris, France mm-hmm. and Saint Lucia so far. Okay. Uh, I have yet to play in South Africa. I I I do think that I will be playing there very soon. Oh good. So, um yeah. That'll that'll probably be on the list too once I have that experience. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You Saint Lucia, man. I, I that's I love the Caribbean. Saint Lucia mm-hmm. is one of the few spots in the Caribbean that I haven't been to yet, and it's I beautiful. Just can't wait to go. Yes. Yes. You definitely will love it. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I love about the Caribbean is that the you know life operates at a different pace you know yes you know <laughs> island time is yeah <laughs> man yeah you know and it feels like it feels like the moment a plane touches down or you get off your cruise ship or whatever it is all the stress and stuff just kind of seems to evaporate because don't nobody seem to be too stressed in the islands man exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so if you get to, if you could list your three favorite albums of all time what would they be pj Oh man, three favorite albums. Ooh, a tribe called Quest. Uh huh. Electric. I'm sorry. Um, um, Midnight Marauders. Okay. That's on yep. the hip hop side. That's a great one. Um, whatever album that was that Bruce Hornsby, the way it is, that yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of the album, but that, that album, that's good for me. Cause man, that when I heard that song, I was like, I was mesmerized by his piano playing and um mm-hmm. yeah that whole album was great yeah uh let's see and stevie wonder characters okay oh yeah characters yeah yeah that and i say that because that was the first full album that i got as a gift when i was probably 10 years old okay and it was a cassette uh-huh. uh, my aunt bought it for me for my birthday uh-huh and that was my first time being exposed to Stevie Wonder. And man, I wore that cassette out. Uh-huh. So yeah. <laughs> so Stevie Wonder's characters, I mean, he has a whole lot of great music, but that one is special. Yeah. That particular album is special because I had that cassette. But I mean that's that's a hard question, man, but those are my three. Uh-huh. What's play- <laughs> what's what's playing in your ride now? Believe it or not. As I was driving before I pulled over, I was listening to a uh, an audio book. Okay, uh, Sydney Portier's. Oh, cool. Uh, the meaning of a man. Uh-huh. I think that's the name of it. Uh, but yeah, I've been listening to that for the past uh, couple of days. Sometimes I listen to music, but I guess the last few years I like listening at uh, podcasts and talk shows and stuff like that when I drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But cool, other cool, than cool. that, I got a Spotify playlist that's crazy, man. Everything from um, from jazz to hip hop, I mean, it spans the gamut of all genres. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I tell you, that's one of the things I love about music. I 
you know, there's always something new that you can be introduced to, you know, there's always yes. something that you yes, can sir. learn and something that you can discover, you know, it's kind of like for adults, it's kind of like Christmas Day when you were a kid, you know, you unwrap something and you're like, oh, wow, this is cool, you know, and then you, it causes you to go and look for <laughs> some more from that person, you know, like when you, exactly when you, when you mentioned Bruce Hornsby, I, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back and listen to that album because that was a great album. I, I've forgotten about that. But that was a great album. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great album. Good stuff right there. Yeah. So you're having a dinner party, PJ, and you can invite any three people, living or deceased. Who's coming mm-hmm. to your dinner? Who's coming to your dinner party and what's on the menu, man? Prince. Okay. Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. And being that Prince would be there, we have to have some pancakes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love pancakes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. But yeah, uh, just a, I guess just a, a regular uh, menu with, um, I guess, something that, that everybody can enjoy. Maybe some grilled chicken. And if there's vegan, of course, you got to have your veggies. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I would be more so interested in talking with them than I would be eating. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. that would be a, that would be quite that would be quite the part. That'd be quite the good time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. so can you uh, give us a little hint about what we are the folks that are coming to our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival can expect when you and Vandell Andrew and Merlon Devine and Marcus Adams takes the stage? Well, um, you can expect us to have a good time and let it show. Therefore, everybody is that will being attendance is going to have a good time as well because um i know i definitely enjoy what i do i'm sure those guys do as well yeah so um come to have a great time and i think everything else will take care of itself awesome awesome well we're looking forward to it man what is the rest of, of the year hold for you what else you got going on new projects or completing my fourth uh full project Okay. And at the same time, uh, still playing with other people. I have a show with uh, the jazz group from Canada, uh, 480 East. Oh, uh, yeah. This Friday here in Birmingham. Just saw them in concert um, a week ago. Yeah, man. I love those guys. They're really cool guys. Yeah. Um, also, gearing up for the World Games, uh, which is being held in the city of Birmingham this year. Okay. So I'm playing in the orchestra with that. Oh, cool. And, uh, we, we've been having a lot of rehearsals and having to learn a lot of music for the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony. So uh, that's going on. Uh, I also play drums for jazz guitarist Eric Essex. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So um, we got several shows lined up with him during the summer around town and, you know, out, outside of the state. So yeah. just staying busy, man. Thankful yeah. to be busy. Especially in light of what has gone on the past two years, I'm just thankful things are really starting to heat up again. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's nice to have live music back, man. And I can't tell oh, yeah. you, we we cannot wait to, um, you know, certainly we appreciate your taking the time today. But I tell you, we can't wait to see you and and, and your and your brothers um, together on the stage at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in August, man. Yes, sir. We're looking forward to it. All right, man. Well, PJ, I want to again thank you for your time and wish you continued success. And we'll see you live in August. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for this week. We want to invite you to check out the upcoming Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, August 26th and 27th, featuring the man we just talked to, PJ Spragans. 
Najee, Bob James, Adam Hawley, Alex Bunyong, Gabriella Anders, Marcus Adams, Merlon Devine, and Vandell Andrew. Go to freshcoastjazz.com for details and tickets, and we'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.